I'm Sean and I am in Scotland. And good evening, I'm Christy and I'm in New Zealand. Welcome to Tea and Toast. Yay. We are back with a awesome episode today, which I'm very excited about because it's about one of my favorite topics of all time. Mine too. Food. <laughs> Food, food, food. But specifically, we're going to be talking about the food we grew up with in Hong Kong. Yes. Uh, I still have like such vivid memories of the food that we had. Oh, likewise. Stayed with mm. me my whole life. Yeah. But before we get into it, I have to ask, what is in your teacup tonight or today? <laughs> This morning, I'm kicking off the day with some green tea in honor oh, yeah. of our topic today. So a little bit of jasmine, mm. green tea. It's a really lovely way to start the day, middling of the day, end the day, basically any time of day, really, yeah. jasmine yeah. tea. Yeah. Um, did you know the reason for the jasmine tea at Yamcha? No, I did not. It is to help process all the fatty foods. Ah, interesting. Mm. I can, yeah. I mean, it does make you feel like you've cleaned yourself, doesn't it? Yeah. From the inside out in a really good way. <laughs> I yeah, I I completely agree. Um, <laughs> for me, I have got a spearmint tea. Oh, now that's a. How is that different to regular mint tea? Um, they're different types of mint. Oh, interesting. Uh, and so this particular one is supposed to be really, really good for polycystic ovaries. Oh, wow. Um, you're supposed to drink three cups a day, which, to be honest, for me is quite a lot. But I'll try <laughs> fit in my, my cup a day. <laughs> but it's, um, it's it's like a, a slightly more subtle flavor than mint. But I, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> I'm thinking I might even try put it like making up a pot of tea of it and then putting it into the fridge once oh. it's cooled down and then just having it as like an ice watery drink. Oh my goodness, that is such a good idea. Mm. Oh, so I've I've started a new um a new thing uh with the exception of this morning, but I'm starting my day with a cup of three mint tea. So ah. I think it has I think it has the spearmint and then it's got two other types of mint in it. Um, but that's to help aid digestion and help mm -hmm. with my IBS. And it does make such a difference. Oh, that's really good. I wonder if the spearmint does all that as well. It's, mm. um, I don't know exactly how it helps, but everyone that raves about it is like, yes, for polycystic ovaries, it is the best. So, you know, drink it in gallons. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking about drinking things in gallons, we also want to talk about all the things we ate in the bucket full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, first off, what is your uh, most vivid food memory from Hong Kong? Okay, this one's rather funny. So 
I, I can't remember whether you, your family was with us, but we went to Macau for mm-hmm. like, um, I think we must have done one of our hikes or whatever. And there was a restaurant at the end where we went and had lunch or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I remember us playing outside with, do you remember the little pop pop? Um, oh, they were like the little explosion things and you threw yes. them and they, they went bang. Yes, I do remember those. Um, so we were playing with them outside because, you know, it wasn't illegal in <laughs> Hong Kong. You could just play with them anyway. Anyway, the parents called us back in and said, oh, dessert's ready. And we're like, sweet, thinking ice cream and stuff. But it was a whole pig's ear. No, I do yeah, not remember yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you might not have been there for that one. I, I, as I said, all I can remember is this big, like, meaty chunk of a pig ear, and you could still see the hair and everything, and we were like, oh. And, uh, Ew. <laughs> yeah, I, that, even though I absolutely love Cantonese food, Asian food, full stop, the, the desserts maybe sometimes leave a little to the, to be desired. Well, I don't know whether that technically classed as a dessert. Some, <laughs> of, the, some of the desserts are really, really good. Like the um, red bean, I love oh, yes. red bean. Yes, and yes, um, the Portuguese egg custard tarts. <gasps> are they Asian or are they Portuguese? Are they just called Portuguese? Uh from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> um, they were brought to Macau um. by the Portuguese. You know how Macau's got quite like a Portuguese um, influence and lots yes. of the buildings and everything. So it came there and then it just kind of took off there and the Chinese have taken it as one of their own as well. But they'll still call it the Portuguese egg stars. They are incredible. Yes. I'll give you that. Have you um, had them in Portugal? No, I just drank a lot of sangria in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of a need as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, my most vivid food memory. I mean, I have so many, but I think the one that always sort of comes to top of mind when I think about Hong Kong and food is the peak cafe so on top of yeah so the highest point of the island absolutely stunning colonial building that got turned Mm. into just gorgeous restaurant and it was always such a treat to go there because it was just so beautiful anyway but they had a tandoor oven and it's the, the tandoor chicken that is I don't think I've ever had it to that that standard to that quality anywhere else. Um, and it will be because they had a proper tandoor. I suppose if I went to a restaurant that had a tandoor, I might. <laughs> but also as well, I think memory and food are so closely intertwined. Yeah. It, yeah. But I can just remember the space, the feeling, the atmosphere, and then the food coming and it just being utterly divine, you know, just mm-hmm. and, and I guess for me, my food memories relate so much to having my eyes opened and my taste palette, you know, yeah, experiencing new and interesting and sometimes wonderful and then other times absolutely <laughs> horrendous. 
that's that's yeah. the thing that I love about Hong Kong. People would always ask, "What what's your impression? You first touch down in Hong Kong, and it's like it's the smells." 100%. Everywhere you go, it's the smells. You turn around one corner and you smell like the sweet sticky buns and stuff. Mm. Go around the next corner, it's fermented tofu. Go around the next corner, it's all the meats hanging in the windows. and It's just always a smell of food everywhere you go. 100%. It's It can be, uh, you know, places like Wan Chai in particular, for me, uh, symbolize that. And and perhaps parts of Kowloon as well, yeah. where mm. it's, it tw- after a certain point, it gets so overwhelming and you're like, <laughs> right, I need to go and sit down somewhere as far away <laughs> from food as possible. Um, but it's the... The, the community and the culture around it, the street food element. Mm. In fact, there's an absolutely fantastic series on Netflix at the moment all about street food. I've been watching the Ooh. Asian one, and it and it absolutely highlights how closely interlinked our relationship is between people and food. And oh that, yeah, you know that. And that for me is Hong Kong too. Everything was coming together with friends, coming together as families, mm. you know, and, and enjoying enjoying food together and it being an experience. And certainly this is something that I've carried through into my adult life as well. For me, food is obviously about the eating and the sustenance and the survival, but it's about it's the so much more. It's so much it's so more. Much more. <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely love food. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were it's those streets walking up and down. And then sometimes, especially when you're a younger, the assault on the senses <laughs> of seeing a half cut open pig's head thrown into the street. And you're like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I've always found really impressive is they do not waste anything. anything. Absolutely everything from the tip to the tail, there is something for it. It's like when you go for um, Peking duck (gasps) and you get, you start off with like the skin and the like nice chewy fatty bits and you put them into the rolls. Oh my God. Yum. And then the next course is like the meatier parts. And then the third course goes down to like the broth and the bones and the, Mm. it's just nothing wasted. It's brilliant. No, absolutely. Um, Speaking of Peking duck, uh, what is your method? How do you roll your, uh, your pancakes? Oh, I'm terrible at rolling pancakes. <laughs> it's it's like the, the tortilla, but on a really small scale, like it just falls out. So I've just gotten like basically just fold and flip and shove. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things I did used to really enjoy. I think this is probably my uh, perfectionism uh, coming to its fall once again, but I would spend time making sure that, you know, the the plum sauce would cover mm-hmm. and become like this sticky glue that would hold it together. So you get <laughs> the plum plum sauce down first. And then you oh. get your um then you get your your duck uh down and you kind of not like a tortilla in the middle, but slightly fanned out. And then you put your strips of cucumber and the spring onion down. And then you yeah fold up the bottom, fold in the sides, and then woof, and then that's oh, it. Go. That is so so different to how I've always done it. We've always <laughs> done well. How I've always done it is like the the cucumber springing it down, meat and sauce all over, fold in half, shove. Nice. 
<laughs> probably <laughs> says a lot about our personality. So <laughs> it probably does. Maybe we should do a quiz. How do you roll your um, your pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. Do you know one of the things that I liked and it's not food related, it's drink related, but we used mm-hmm. to get boxes of guava juice. Oh. I don't know. They were so good. And now every time we go into like an Asian store and I see the guava juice, I'm like, yeah, I have to have this. I, I've i never really seen it elsewhere. No. The only other place that I've seen it is um, in Mexico and they called it mm. guanabana, guanabana juice, I think it was. Oh, yeah, that um, sounds right. Yeah, but no, I agree. The boxed the box juice for me, it was high C lemon tea. Oh yes, oh yes, oh I can picture it and everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. It was sweet, but it wasn't massively sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been able to find it. My my sort of alternative for it here is the Lipton's iced tea. Oh yeah, I do like Lipton's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, high C lemon tea boxes and boxes of that at, mm. on school breaks. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. I just liked that the guava juice, while it was juice, it was almost a little bit gritty. Mm. Don't know yes, that and just, it's just tickled my fingers. And it's almost like syrupy and mm. oh gosh, guava, yum. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really craving guava juice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be so hungry today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go to bed after this and just, like, not think about food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Turn it off. Oh. One of my other favorite memories was actually when we went back to Hong Kong as I, we must have been about 22, 21, 22, and you were there with your dad and mm-hmm. I went back with that guy I was seeing at the time and your dad and you took us out. I can't remember whether other people came with us or not, but took us to the American Peking. Oh, oh, I love that place. Did you see it shut down? Yes, I did. That's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking. I mean, it hands down the best restaurant in Hong Kong and uh, not least because it was, I think, from a, yeah like a kind of crossover perspective as to like who the customer base was it was the most authentic Antony's place mm. you could go to um but uh it was somewhere you would try and get in after the Hong Kong rugby sevens on a Sunday <laughs> night as well for a good feeding after a week of binging on beer and yeah. absolute yeah. rubbish um but that place it was again the whole atmosphere um, oh it was fantastic yeah, I still chaos. remember the whole meals. It was so good. So, was so it, good. Was it actually pigeon? You know how you had the yeah. – like, Yeah, I thought it was. I remember having this argument and Tom at the time was like, no, nah, that wouldn't be pigeon. It would just be chicken or something like And I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure pigeon, pigeon. Pigeon was eaten uh, quite a lot. In fact, um, I think it's on – it was potentially on llama or lantau, probably – Lantau, I don't know, but there was a pigeon restaurant, and literally that's mm. that was its specialty. Um, so yeah, it would have been pigeon. Sorry, Tom. It was nice. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> it's just it's just a bird, it's just fowl <laughs> cooked well. Yeah, um, yeah. and wrapped yes, up they... in like the lettuce or cabbage or something yeah. with the sauce. Mm, yes, that was so, so good. good. 
I think that's one of the things I really like about Cantonese food is and dim sum. It's mm. like lots of little things on your table. So you get lots of different flavors. And yeah. I love that everything's wrapped and packaged <laughs> with so much refinement. I mean, I, I, I would love to be able to make dim sum, but I think, again, my perfectionism would cause me more frustration. Um, but, uh, yeah, like just the way it's also delicately done. Everything's chopped mm. to such refinement. and But the flavors, oh, my goodness, are just unlike anything else. That combination of the kind of sour and sweet and salty and mm. always, always so good. We have a, a dumpling restaurant that's, uh, well, not too far from where I used to live, and mm-hmm. it was hands down the best dumpling place. Mm-hmm. You'd go in there, there'd be lines of people trying to get in there, and this, you knew it was brilliant service, uh, like sorry, a brilliant restaurant because the service was mm-hmm. shit. Like they were <laughs> so rude. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, going yeah. there with my mum and dad, and my dad's like, have you got chilies? to put on it, whatever he was eating. And then they said no and just walked off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're back home again. <laughs> yep. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I, I think one of my other f- memories of um, the American Peking was that you know, we'd always order steamed rice for the table, but there was so it. much great food. Nobody, well, partly because they would always bring it to you after you'd finished your meal. Um, <laughs> but yes, it was, it was very curt and and efficient service um to the point food in, absolutely <laughs> and actually funnily enough you're saying that i've i've spent years trying to find a good place a good chinese food or dim sum shop in in scotland it's kind of hard to be honest because mm. i think the fast food the the takeaway industry has has warped what the average person in the uk thinks is chinese food and um but i did discover this little place off of Leith Walk. This was at the end of last year. And I was in a bit of a hurry with a friend to find somewhere to eat. And she hadn't had dim sum before. And I Googled it. And I was like, oh, it gets really good reviews. Anyway, we walked up and it looked partially boarded, boarded up. I was like, is this place even open? You're like massive <laughs> posters covering all the windows so you couldn't see in. I was like, okay, well to go in. And I like, right, open the door. And it was just like, a restaurant you would walk into in Hong Kong. So oh, utilitarian, you know, there was no fanciness about it. It was plastic tables and chairs, you know, and that was it. Um, you know, there was just like posters put up on the wall, um, no consideration to the aesthetic at all. And I'm like, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> right enough, you know, we sat down, the woman just kind of like thrust the menus in front of us. Oh, what do you want? Uh, and I ordered some green tea for us. And and then I because um, my friend had never had any of this before. So I picked out, you know, three types of dim sum that we could share. Mm. And oh, it was so, so good. And not only was it so authentic, the whole experience, but the price was also reflected in that too. It was just like, oh my goodness, this is like we spent 15 pounds on possibly the best food we'd had. 
brilliant <laughs> you know that that's a good meal like yeah, I don't know the, the plastic like you said the plastic chairs the plastic table the plastic like tablecloth that they Cloth. put over <laughs> and like, like as those... you sit yeah and as you sit down then they wipe it down yeah. for you like <laughs> like just add to the flavor of my food it's all good <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh um, have so you sad. brought people to like dim sum that have never experienced? Uh, so your friend, obviously, uh, what were their reactions to it? I think it's always very intimidating because it's so different. And of course, unless you understand a little bit of what the terminology for each of the the items on the menu mean, it, it's a bit like wading into thick murky soup you have no idea what any of this is going to be but it is also the interaction that you have like it's yeah, not a yeah. normal it's not a british way of doing anything so if you have <laughs> a bit of that experience you know you're fine but if you go in not knowing um, yeah, it's yeah. it's an eye-opener but what can be then intimidating is turned into oh my goodness how did i not eat this before because it's yeah. <laughs> down the best food i've ever had um I took an an ex to this uh, dim sum restaurant. It was a floating boat in Amsterdam. Right? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I know. Um, so it, a bit like the floating restaurant in Aberdeen um, in Hong Kong. And it what was, was exactly. Was Jumbo? Was it the yes, Jumbo? Dumbo restaurant. Dumbo yes. restaurant. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it's very similar to that. And um yeah, but the same the same kind of service, the same kind of setup, fantastic food. Um, yeah, and just it's one of those things you just don't forget. You do yeah. not forget that experience in a hurry. No. I know like whenever we go to dim sum or something, my friends just say no. Nah. You just pick. You you know what it is, you pick. And I'm like, oh no, but you you know, you just say if you want something, and they're like, No, you pick. <laughs> You're like here's the menu you just do it I'm like okay <laughs> I think as well because there's no indication as to what's in these little packages you know you've got this really thin pastry or flour like dough. The rice rice the rice stuff, yeah. rice <laughs> stuff and then you just see like shades of color or shades of or shadows almost of what is yeah. inside and <laughs> And that can also be a bit disconcerting if you're not used to this way of food um, because you just don't know what you're going to get. But <laughs> I mean, for me, I can remember having um, the, the the bao buns. The, the oh, I love buns, bao. You know, for the first time. And it was just like, what is this white fluffy thing? And you <sighs> open it up and then you've either got the black bean or the red bean. And, or the pork you know, mints or, or the pork mm. exactly and you know as a as a kid growing up you know kids some kids are super adventurous and others will be like mm, don't know about this um so yeah it can be quite challenging but you're always rewarded because it always tastes incredible yeah i know like when we did our holidays when we were over in hong kong we'd go to like thailand malaysia etc and my mm. sister and i were still like really little and so not quite so fantastic with foods but I have to say it did it, sorry it did open me up to so much like the, oh, again nice. there's more that I've eaten as an adult and have gone back but as a child it was like okay 
I probably wouldn't have eaten it if I'd stayed in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. If I'd been brought up here, it would be very, very different. Um, <laughs> especially when I think about what I eat on a regular basis now, I have at least one to two, sometimes three Asian-inspired dishes a week. Mm. It's just It's just good food. It's also easy to make. You know, it's not just great in terms of flavor and, and everything, but it's also really healthy a yeah. lot of the time. And um, like I made, I made my partner and I Dan Dan noodles the other night mm. as, and it was just comfort food to me. That's, yeah. you know, just like with the peanut and the chili and the bamboo shoots and then the noodles and like even just cooking the egg noodles, the smell is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come to dinner at your house now. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done so much cooking in Asian foods. I don't quite, I don't think our oven top is hot enough. Mm. So it always feels like I'm sitting there stirring for a while. And then by that stage, it kind of starts to wilt. So yeah, you do really need, I get it's heat, heat, heat for this kind mm. of food. I've been really lucky since I've moved to this place that I have in Fruki. Um, I've got a gas hob. Oh, beautiful. And, and I've got a traditional wok. So it that can get really, really hot, um, which is ideal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been making a bit more than what I would have done in the past um, to a better standard, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been watching all your food stories and they're making me very hungry. <laughs> mine don't seem quite as exciting as that at the moment but um <laughs> it's my it's my um it's kind of like my meditation time cooking mm. yeah 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 yep. and actually that's probably something I picked up in Hong Kong as well was that um even though it was a place of so much chaos all the time busy 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 lots and lots mm. of people you know everybody living on top of each other sitting down to eat was a, was a time to kind of decompress almost and relax. And, mm. you know, it was, yeah. So it was a mix. Of, it was always about chill time, recreation time. Yeah. yeah. I always loved going to like the night markets you'd find, like you'd just find them down the road from where you lived and you'd go in, it'd just be like a food hall, like mm. noise everywhere, heat everywhere, the clanking of the walks and the, um, yeah. the spatulas and stuff and but the food was just so so good um mum and dad lived in a place in singapore for a while and they had one just across the road from their apartment building and we used to go down there quite a bit i stayed with them for a couple of months and god the food there was mm. just so good <laughs> I, know, I I have heard so many amazing stories about food in Singapore, and I was yeah. two. I was two when we arrived there, and I was seven, I think, when we left. So I don't really have like firm memories of, yeah. of that, which is so annoying. So I want to go back, uh, definitely on my my two visit to eat list. Um, <laughs> Our list is getting longer and longer. <laughs> oh, my list is ridiculously long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, food. Uh, Growing up, I think, in Hong Kong, because of the multiculturalism, yeah, okay, there was fantastic Cantonese, fantastic Chinese food, but there was also just good food yeah. and amazing yeah. restaurants. You know, the the wider Asian family of foods, like the curries that had, like I talk, mentioned, the tandoor chicken. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, getting introduced to incredible, uh, you know, 
vegetarian-based curries. Mm-hmm. And But then I guess in a way, the one thing that was a bit lacking was Asia, uh, British food or, or European foods. I don't remember eating a lot of that. Um, well, I mean, there was always the stock standard pizzas and stuff. And we used to go to Dan Ryan's. I remember yeah. your birthday at Dan Ryan's, your oh, carrot absolutely. cake for your birthday. Oh. <laughs> that was amazing. Amazing American food. Yes. Yeah. Tick that um, box. <laughs> actually, they used to have like uh, the really authentic British fish and chips. Do you remember that little place? And I'm trying to think where it was. Yes, Harry Ramsden's. That's it. Oh, my God, I haven't thought of that name in a long time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That still used to exist up until, oh, probably about 10, 15 years ago over here. (laughs) Wow. And I remember one place, I feel like it was down near Stanley, but I could be completely mistaken, but they used to do the toasted sandwiches. Their whole menu was just toasted sandwiches. And I remember going in there and we'd always get like a plain cheese or cheese and ham or something, you know. Mm. And then they'd do this one that was banana, brown sugar, and cinnamon. Oh, my goodness. If you've never had that as a toasted sandwich, you need to. It'll change your life. Uh, yes, I am going to do that. I, I actually have um, peanut butter in my cupboard at the moment. It's a risk for me because if I have any nut butter in my house, it doesn't last very, very long. I literally could be doing something and the next thing I'm standing in front of the cupboard with the nut butter and a spoon and I don't know how I got there. <laughs> I can't be held accountable for what happens next. So, <laughs> oh, Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so we are going this weekend to Costco's, um, mm-hmm. New Zealand. Auckland has just got its first Costco. Wow. And I did see a lot of the nut butters there in bulk. Like, oh, gosh. If you see one that's almond and coconut, you have to buy it. It is almond that and is, coconut. That literally did, like, that's my massive weakness in life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will put that down. If my kid hears about it, he loves coconut because he's kind of oh. dairy intolerant. Um, we keep him off of that, but mm-hmm. he drinks coconut milk like it's going out of fashion. And Love so it. anything coconut, he's like, that's for oh, me. We'd, we'd get on great then because I love yeah. coconut yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I found like coconut ice cream, coconut yogurt, mm-hmm. coconut this, but it's really expensive. Yes, it's ridiculously expensive. I agree. So he only gets some his treats. But if we see some this weekend, <laughs> I will make sure we get some. <laughs> now i have a random fact for you and funnily enough it is related to food again yay okay the man who designed the pringles can his name is fred boer i think that's how you pronounce it is buried in one He's buried in a, pr- yeah. A, did they make a giant Pringle can, or is no, it the same not size, normal size? He's it's, his ashes are in one. Oh, okay. He then stuck like yeah. with his arms up for all eternity. <laughs> okay. Now my next question is, which flavor of Pringles do we know? Oh, I wonder if I can find that. That would be really funny. 
I mean, you'd kind of think it would be the original, seeing as I would assume that would have been the first one that he'd made. You'd hope. You'd hope. But I would want to be in salt and vinegar, to be honest. Mm. I am a stock standard plain chip person. (gasps) But because you can get all of the dips and everything and then make it like, yeah. True. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll let you off there. (laughs) it's the only reason i'm off so is it is he american probably yeah seemed like it what is it that they do to pringles that like you just can't stop eating them salt yeah maybe yeah probably is that they're so good yeah they've got very expensive here over the last couple of years and um we have a an agreement that we'll only ever buy pringles when they're on offer (laughs) good thinking (laughs) yeah we've got them and um again my kid loves them and whenever we go like on a road trip he's like i want pringles i want pringles but the good thing is because the can is like quite difficult to get things out of it keeps them quiet for a really long yes (laughs) (laughs) and they have like these half size cans so you can be like here's a half size and he sits yes (laughs) i get my hand in there yes (laughs) And, and they're, like, they're very nice and self-contained, you know? I know. They don't make as much mess. They're great. I know. It's brilliant. Now, here, I found his thing. Does it say? Uh, I can't see. No, it doesn't say anything. Oh, no. Disappointing. Well, I'm going to go with he's in an original 10. <laughs> I would say so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you? Original. I mean, if I was to be if I was to be buried inside a food container of my choice. Oh, that's something else that brings me back to Hong Kong. Do you mm-hmm. remember the ch- the chocolate koala mini little biscuit things that we used to get? <gasps> yes, yes. Yeah. Pocky biscuits or whatever yes. they are. <laughs> yes. There is like heaps of Asian stores, like supermarkets. Mm-hmm in Auckland where I am and they've got them <gasps> I have not had those in years like decades probably oh you my goodness I'm gonna have to put them in the like treat bag that we're gonna have to send up to you yes I think we have to get that organized and I'll pull some oh it's um yes because we've got a lot of tonics tea cakes and things like that to send oh, over yum. to you so mm. yeah, but oh yeah those Little koala bears. Uh, that was an interesting shape uh, container as well. Maybe I could be putting that one. And the, like the stick ones, and then you'd put them into the sauce on the, the chocolate oh. or strawberry sauce on the side. Yes. Really well, good. I think that's a that's a nice way to round off our <laughs> chat about uh, food Change. memories in Hong Kong, ending on a dessert. Um, yes. Oh, we'll, we'll come back we'll... to this topic again. We will. We'll just keep yeah. coming back to it. I agree. I think we have to share some recipes. Yes. Um, and and also do a bit of a, a an exchange of of uh, traditional treats as well from country yeah. to country. I think that sounds like a brilliant idea. I'll give you New Zealand and Asian. You'll be happy. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> well, thank you if, uh, for joining us. We uh, loved bringing this show to you because it meant we could talk about our favorite thing. Absolutely. and we'll see you next time see you next time good night christy good morning bye (laughs) bye